Welcome to the Web Dev Success Podcast. I'm Emily Journey, and this podcast is where I take a hard look at the challenges facing the website development industry. Learn how to attract loyal customers, how to raise your prices with confidence, and take steps to craft the work life you've always wanted. Listen in with me, Emily Journey, and develop brilliantly. Hey, welcome to the inaugural episode of Web Dev Success. I'm Emily Journey, and our first episode is about the rookie mistakes every freelance website developer makes when they're just starting out. One of my coaching clients showed up with a list of questions to go over during our coaching session. I could tell from her list that we had moved past the practical nuts and bolts of building a website for a customer. She wanted to know about the inside operation and growth of her website development business. She wanted to know, what if I'm not good at making a website look nice? You know, the design part. I can identify with that. I am not a graphic designer, so yeah, that's a good question. How, how do I make a website look nice when I don't know how to do the design part? Uh, another question she had was, how do I get people to pay me thousands of dollars for a website when they can get one for a few hundred dollars from Fiverr or their brother-in-law? Maybe they can get a free one from their brother-in-law. Her third question for me was, how can I get someone to trust me with a large project when my portfolio is wimpy? I recognized exactly what she was talking about because early in my website development career, I struggled with the same things. I think of these as a combination of limiting beliefs and rookie mistakes. They're limiting beliefs because they're used to justify making business decisions that keep me on the low end of the pay scale. But all newbies pass through them because it's hard not to believe they aren't actually true without some experience to the contrary. That's why they're called beliefs. I didn't have a coach to shed light on my false assumptions, and it took me some time, mistakes, and courage to remove some of those mental obstacles and change my mindset. But I did identify the false assumptions I had to overcome to be a successful website developer, eventually. Here they are, along with the shaky reasons I used to justify them. You might recognize some of these justifications because you use them yourself. The first false assumption is, I am supposed to do everything myself. Imagine a unicycle. Uh, not just a unicycle, but a 10-foot tall unicycle. And imagine being at the top of that unicycle, keeping everything in balance. In addition to that unicycle, you also have clown shoes on and you have an audience watching. You're also juggling. <laughs> so you're not, hey, and you're not just juggling. The juggling batons are on fire. Uh, so you are, oh, and you're doing the dishes <laughs> so at the same time. So uh, the first few websites I built were pretty tough, and I felt like I was juggling everything, to say the least. I thought I had to do everything myself. Graphic design, writing web copy, finding the photos, taking the photos, and finally building out the website in WordPress. This is not the way to go for three reasons. 
First, my portfolio looked amateur. I'm just not that good at all of the skills required to put together a beautiful website. There are people who make it their sole business to create beautiful graphic designs. There are copywriters who write incredibly effective web copy. And the same is true for photographers. The quality of my finished websites increased dramatically after I subcontracted parts of the work that required specific expertise to other professionals. And my portfolio began to look a lot better. The second reason trying to do everything yourself is not the way to go is the work gets done faster when someone else handles these jobs. Getting projects done faster means I can take on more new projects and earn more money in a shorter period of time. Third, my work is more enjoyable when I focus on the parts that I'm good at. I like doing the things that I'm good at instead of spinning my wheels. I used to tell myself I can't afford to pay people to do these jobs, and I'll make less money if I outsource these services. It's true the first few websites you create are going to be free or almost free, but after developing just three websites, you will have enough of a portfolio. You will also realize how much work goes into website development. When you quote your fourth website development project, take into account the cost of outsourcing parts of the work. Then a portion of the deposit you get from your customer should more than cover these expenses up front or you're not charging enough. That brings me to the next rookie mistake. It's the assumption that your services should be available to all people. So if you're thinking my services should be available to all people, you're going to struggle. I met with a client earlier this week who at the end of the session, he was packing up his laptop and he said, you're expensive as he handed me the check. (laughs) And I agreed with him. And then we scheduled our next coaching session. We didn't talk about lowering my rate. So I didn't take that as my cue to, oh, be apologetic, see if I could give him a break. It was just matter of fact, you're right. I am. My rates are expensive. They're, they're higher. What if he had pushed for a lower rate? What if he told me he couldn't afford my services and needed my pricing to be lower? Would that mean I should discount my prices in order to help him stay on as my client? My answer used to be yes. I used to think I couldn't handle losing a customer. I used to think I needed every single customer I could get. I was afraid I wouldn't get another project or that I would have to wait a long time between paying customers. After several bargain basement website development projects, I learned the true cost of low prices. Low prices aren't just about getting paid less for my work. There's more to it. Customers who hire the cheapest option demand more and they appreciate my efforts less. I'm going to say that again. Customers who hire the cheapest option demand more, and they appreciate my efforts less. As your prices increase, the people who can afford your services change. So you're going to have customers that can no longer afford your services. And you're going to hear, I can't afford you, or I can't afford your services. You're going to hear that more often, and that means you're doing it right. As the higher-priced option, you should be hearing no more often. 
and that's okay. You will work with fewer customers and get paid more. The next rookie mistake is worrying about the competition. What about Fiverr? How are you supposed to compete with websites that cost $200? You don't. You're the person new clients seek out to get their website professionally developed after they've learned their lesson on Fiverr. These low prices used to discourage me too, especially when someone gasped at my pricing and declared, my brother-in-law can build me a website in just a few hours for free. Your ideal clients will pay more because they expect more from you. They expect you to be a professional. They expect you to pay attention to the details. They expect you to advise them and provide direction. They are taking their own business seriously, and they will not take you seriously if your prices are too low. Here's who your competition is not. The brother-in-law or friend who will build a website for free. Do-it-yourself builders like Weebly, Wix, and Squarespace. Those are great tools for other people. And any other website developer. They're not your competition either. Will you talk to people who use Squarespace and are happy with it? Yes, they're just not your customer. They want something different from what you offer, and that's okay. The last rookie mistake I want to talk about is my favorite. It's believing in this idea that you build websites from scratch. I can't remember the last time I built a website from scratch. I built my first few websites for companies that had no website at all a cleaning business, and a landscaper. I thought this would be the easiest business to get. They had nothing to start with, so I couldn't mess it up. Building these websites taught me a lot. I strengthened my developer skills, and I learned how to troubleshoot problems. I also learned that if a business doesn't have a website, then it's often because they don't see the need for one. They don't see the real value. People who don't see the value in a website are unlikely to pay much for it. It didn't take me long to realize that a company with an existing website has already recognized the importance of a good website. They don't have to be convinced. I had been mistaken in thinking that businesses that already had websites were spoken for and that someone else had gotten to them first. If you target companies with no website, you sacrifice the revenue that small projects can bring. Here's what I mean by that. So businesses rarely want a brand new website. They'll actually really dig in their heels before they go in the direction of a brand new website. More often, they want a few improvements, a new page, a new look for the homepage, and so on. Small projects can bring in a large portion of your revenue. That's a lot different from building websites from scratch. Plus, small projects build a connection between you and the company decision makers. If the company likes your work, then you'll be informed when they need a website overhaul. You may even be the one to suggest it in the first place. Your foot will already be in the door. When I overcame the mental hurdles that every new website developer faces, my business grew, and now my agency has a pattern of doubling revenue year over year, even in 2020 during a pandemic. I don't have to do everything myself. My services are only meant for some people. The quality and character of my business makes me one of a kind. I don't have to worry about the competition. And getting new website business means not building websites from scratch. Here's a recap. 
You don't have to do everything yourself. Your services are only meant for some people, your ideal clients. The quality and character of your business makes you one of a kind. So you don't have to worry about the competition. And getting new website business means not building websites from scratch. Have any of these blocks affected your work? Thank you for listening to the Web Dev Success Podcast. I'm Emily Journey, and if you enjoyed today's episode, take a minute to leave a review on iTunes. Until then, develop brilliantly 